Hello and welcome back to the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. I'm Anne Collins and I'm here today with part two of a very special um, episode about time management. And instead of just looking at um, approaches and techniques, which of course are, are all really helpful, I w- really wanted to look in these two episodes around at uh, the four beliefs that I see coming up for a lot of leaders about time that to me, seem to be holding people back, not just in their work, but also in their personal lives. And I think it's worth really looking at these in detail. And it's something that I don't see many people really thinking about in this way. We jump straight to the how. How can we How can we be more efficient and more productive? But if we take one step back, I think we can make even bigger changes. So if you didn't hear part one, do go back to that. It's the previous episode on the podcast. And in part one, I talk about the four beliefs and what they are so there are there are more than the than this of course but uh, these are the four that for me um, seem to come up quite a lot for people so the first one is that actually that time is the problem that is a belief that that people jump very quickly um, to to thinking and believing that the second one is that busy means successful so in if we're using time in that certain way we can feel that uh, that that busyness means success. The third one is the the word should. I should be doing something. So if uh, if we find ourselves using that should, what are, what are we believing about how time should be used? And the fourth one is is an interesting one, and it's all about downtime. How what do we believe is the purpose of downtime? And what I see is that many people really believe that downtime actually is a bit of a luxury. And I think we see that when people talk about me time, for example, often it's used in a context of um, luxury, almost pampering. Um, so. In part one, I look. I go into a bit more depth into that, really looking at um, what those what those mean and how they might show up. So do go back to that before um, diving into this second part. So in this second part, we're really looking at how can we change these beliefs. Now we need to just recap a little bit on what it what that means. So. We first of all must must understand that our beliefs show us our patterns of thinking. So to change our beliefs, we need to change our thinking. And uh, to just give you an example of this, when I started coaching, I noticed that the the number four belief that downtime is a luxury was coming up often for me. And as a natural doer, I was quite happy in my zone of doing until it really became overwhelming as a teacher and a coach with two businesses and a a busy family life. And as with many of my clients, I got to a point where I knew that something had to change as doing didn't feel much like living. Because being more efficient, working more hours, working harder weren't options anymore. I was already doing everything I could think of to be more efficient, etc. And when I started to notice my belief around downtime, because if I'm being honest, I hadn't noticed it. When I started to notice this belief um, of believing that downtime was a luxury and even a waste of time, if I'm being very honest, then I started to see the real problem. I wasn't valuing the very obvious need for rest and relaxation. In fact, I didn't believe that I needed it. Furthermore, I didn't believe that I could have both rest and enough time to work. So the way to the way to really 
sort this out, I think, for many people is to go back to our purpose. And for me, I had to go back to my purpose to see that I needed rest in order to work well. And this will sound so obvious to you listening to this. Um, But many of our beliefs that hold us back are indeed that they're very obvious to everyone else, but not often to ourselves, which is why we haven't uh, changed them in the past. So one of the first things to do having recognized it and having worked through more precisely where this was coming from I started to visualize what this shift would look like in practice and this actually was very challenging for me like many of my clients I knew what I didn't want but I wasn't sure what I did want So I started in a very simple way just by taking different parts of the week to see how this could could help me to get a vivid picture of how this new belief that in fact I did need rest and relaxation and I could have both. So I needed to take those, take that new belief and look at different parts of the week to see how I could really translate that into action. So I started by prioritizing time to relax by putting it into my calendar. So, for example, if you want a meeting with me on a Friday morning, I probably won't be available. I'll be on my bike in the hills somewhere. So this was this again. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? And even as I'm saying this to you, I'm thinking it it really is pretty basic. But the thinking that has to happen and the change in belief that's behind it is quite major. And I think in this process, it's also important to give ourselves compassion Often these beliefs come from our past experiences, our education, and as they are part of us and normal for us, it's not so easy to change them. And it can take time to go through this process of identifying and challenging these beliefs and then deciding what you want to replace them with. So I also spent some time working on the inner voice that was coming up, especially around this belief that work and rest were both necessary, necessary, not just desirable. So I started working on this and noticing and correcting and trying to replace my inner voice and also catching those old beliefs as they popped up. So this, together with taking practical action of planning things onto the calendar, started that process of changing habits and changing thinking and changing those changing those beliefs at a deep at a deep level. So just to give you some concrete examples, so in in addition to my Friday morning cycling, I stopped working on a Sunday and now I'm extending that to Saturdays. So you can imagine the impact of that, not only on the quality of family life, but also on my own energy and productivity. I'm a better and a happier coach and I'm a better and happier member of the family, I think. So this is just one example of a small shift that through coaching has changed my life and that of my family, in fact. But so I hope also in, in a way it's also about giving my children a positive role model for their possible future as parents working and juggling different parts of our lives and shifting those beliefs and thinking about those beliefs is such a core part of that. And I think I want to be honest with you as well. I think it's it's also important to say that this is still work in progress for me. These beliefs still pop up. And they pop up, of course, when you don't want them to. But it's a case of on noticing it, challenging it and making those changes very practically and then sticking to it. Also, I have to say that talking to other people about these changes 
is really helpful because once we've explained to someone else that this is what we're doing, this is the um, this is the new plan of action. It it helps to it helps to make it happen. So I'd just like to go back over what that four step process is. So firstly, recognize and challenge the beliefs that are holding you back. Secondly, visualize how you would prefer to be managing your time. Thirdly, create those new beliefs to replace unhelpful ones. And four is commit to stepping out of your comfort zone to live out these new beliefs. And that is probably the one that obviously takes a little bit of time. So if you do one thing this week, I would like you to find time to reflect by setting aside even 30 minutes a week to prioritize, to check in on your calendar, plan out your week by planning onto your calendar and listen to your inner voice or dialogue. What are you telling yourself? What beliefs are you reinforcing? Which are helpful or not? Which ones which ones are still serving you right now? And and start to just have a, that internal conversation. And as a leader, you can really encourage your team to do the same by creating times that are, for example, meeting free or email free and protected time for planning. And also by giving permission to everyone to build in time and energy to reset. Obviously, the beliefs work is a little bit more tricky, but by you showing an example and talking about it and modeling modeling those that shift in belief you can also maybe help others to notice their own beliefs that are are maybe not helping them anymore because this comes to my final point really that changing beliefs is is particularly challenging when what is normal around us supports the old beliefs and I think this is probably a very uh, difficult one particularly in an organization or just in society generally because making a conscious decision to step out of the busyness circle circus sorry has 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 really uh, has really helped me when going through this process of changing beliefs around time because the busyness circus is there whether whether I like it or not and those around me reading or even just being on social media that that is the in my perception of it anyway that that is part of part of western culture that is really very ingrained and this is why it's also important to keep the why in mind go back to your purpose thinking about how is that how is that uh, helpful to you and what is the purpose for you of stepping out of the busyness culture so for me i wanted to use my energy differently so that I, so i absolutely refuse now to channel any energy into being busy and i'm very mindful of using the word at all in fact and so that for me has helped me to catch those moments when I'm reinforcing without realizing it that uh, that busyness that I don't really want. And finally, just to finish with, I think it's useful to come back to a phrase that everybody knows, but uh, I think it's um, it's an interesting and useful reminder that how we spend our time is how we live our lives. And this is what's so important about all of this. This is this is where this is where every time we're making a decision about how we spend our time, that is what is shaping our lives, shaping our results and shaping how we feel about what we're doing. So I'll leave you with that one. And uh, remember that uh, you can make these little mini decisions because those mini decisions, they will help to shift your beliefs and 
every time you do that, you're taking a step closer to reinforcing a belief that you want to hold on to and a belief that is going to serve you. So let's be intentional and maybe just start by asking yourself, is it time for you to consider a reset around time? Thanks for joining me. Do join me again soon. Bye bye.